Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And welcome to Why Do You Think You've Got No Friends? My name is Emily Lang. I'm an actress, writer, singer, codependent, returning from rock bottom and a gratefully recovering addict. And this is the podcast where we aim to rid the shame, the highs and lows and deadly blows that ultimately led us to the lessons that we never knew we needed to learn, but are so grateful that we did. So, If you or someone you know, someone you love has suffered and been under the grips of an eating disorder, you will know how all-consuming, frightening, confusing and addictive it can be. Recovery is incredibly difficult, I'm not going to lie, but beyond anything that can be found by being a size zero and I am speaking from experience here. My guest Lexi Carroll and I are discussing all this and more today. Okay, so it is 2016 and the years surrounding that time, a little bit forward, maybe a little bit backwards. Maybe. But, maybe. <laughs> but it's like 2016 is kind of the, um, the, 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 the gun shot that started this race. <laughs> um, and my guest today is super tiny at around about 11 years old. Um, and this is where they began their journey. And so in this moment... Why do you think you've got no friends? Oh, I think I've just started secondary school mm. and I'm very overwhelmed. I've got a lot of feelings and mm. I think I just didn't really know how to deal with them. Mm. Um, and for some reason, I went down the spiral of a big, long journey with an eating disorder. Right. Um, and yeah, that was, I think, probably a lot of it I thought it would help me to fit in but yeah of course. very much did not help the friendship things I think went very much in the other direction it and it and it started when you were 11 like yeah. it started with that secondary school um do you remember any kind of thought process that started that because like you said it was maybe a sort of effort to fit in mm. or be um 
I don't know, be like, be like noticed or be cool. And it's not like, I'm not like, not in like an attention seeking way, but like in a, in a, this is what I need to be to be able to survive in this environment. Yeah. I think it's really weird because at that age, like I didn't really think about like my body that much. No, Um, no. I think that all came a lot after like I got ill. But I think at that time it was more of like a control thing. I was like, and it's so like subconscious, like there was, I don't think there was any thought going on, mm, but like, mm. I guess, and yeah, I'm, I mean, maybe like social media and like diet culture and stuff does obviously have a bit of an, of an effect, but I think most of it was just like, I don't know how to like control everything else going on, but I do know how I can like control yeah. what I'm putting in my mouth and like, yeah, I can 100%. like, um, I have some sort of like focus, I think, um, in that. Um, but yeah, I I think I don't really remember how it all happened, but it yeah it happened very quickly and it was very much a, like mm. just a spiral. I think yeah, because it just goes. Yeah, yeah. Once you kind of go, um, oh, this works. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow, it's just like there's there's no way of really putting a foot on the brakes, yeah. especially I guess like um because age eleven you're you're prepubescent as well, so it's mm. like it's not like you've come into your body and so it's because when I started when I started <laughs> when I started um it just makes it sound like something really different but um when when my efforts to control my food and things like that began I was 16 mm. um and so it already like I'd hit puberty I had boobs and I yeah, had like yeah. hips and an else and so it was um much more obvious when I started to lose weight yeah because it was like oh you look you look different now yeah um whereas before that time when you're still a baby and you start to restrict food I guess it's maybe not as not as clear oh definitely like it I think like the people around me probably like I have a really really close family but I think Mm. they wouldn't have I mean they caught on pretty quickly but at that point it was like yeah it's so difficult but I think yeah because because you're not like I was always quite small as a child and Mm, like not mm. that people with eating disorders are necessarily small but like Mm. the what was going on in my um eating disorder like could probably would wouldn't have been like that noticeable yeah Um, yeah because they go you're just little yeah you're You're just that's just what she's like yeah Um, but yeah actually things were, were not like that no um but yeah, it's a weird, it's a weird one when you're that young. Um, and then at what point, if you don't want me asking, like how far did it progress before um, you had to take time out of school and things like that? Oh, it was like the end of year seven. So really? it was pretty quickly okay. um, that things, yeah, I, I, yeah, I would definitely put that down to like my relationship with my family and like, yeah. I think school as well, like they, they caught on and um, yeah, quickly was, was out of school for mm. a bit and yeah, I think at that age, like, that definitely is, like, like massively affected, like, friendships and things. Because, mm, yeah. like, everybody's... I think I, I sort of had friends, but I, was, I wasn't really, like, cemented in any sort of friendship mm, at that point. Mm. And, then, and then you're out of that environment for a while. And then going back, like... And I was sort of in and out for a bit, but, like, you never really 
like have that sort of solid yeah. like and everyone's sort of like she's the like she's here sometimes and she's annoying yeah, yeah, like yeah. Well, like who who are you and kids um, kids um and also secondary school because we're all just doing our best to like survive yeah um yeah. people can be really really fickle and yeah. it's um and I, oh my god I was so fickle like yeah. fucking hell yeah. I didn't have any loyalties no, no if, one does at that literally, age literally I was like if someone went if oh god it's actually kind of oh fuck I'm thinking about it now I remember I was given like a golden opportunity when I was about 14 mm. to um basically like go up a tier into oh. the into the like cool group oh, no. and I was like see ya yeah. to all my friends <laughs> I was like enough. gone we would and, all. It, and I look at it now and I'm like oh my god yeah are you fuck because I, I would never do that now but obviously when you're in that environment it's like you gotta do what you gotta so do to survive and brutal. so it's brutal mm. and so being the person on the outside of it who's like coming in and coming out um it must have been so tough to like try and re-inject yourself into that kind of like group of yeah. people and I think I like I didn't know who I was because no. I was just like yeah like it's 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 it takes over your whole life yeah. and that's who you are you're the like it is I think that for many people and hopefully the people who um, are listening who haven't suffered and would like to know more about it, um, it is all-consuming. Mm. It is what you think about morning and night. Um, everything is about what the, like, what the next meal is going to be and how is yeah. it, it going to look. Yeah. Um, I remember I used to spend like hours in waitress. <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> um, just like going up and down the aisles being like I wonder what what food I can find yeah that's really low calorie that's going to be like the new find for me yeah um and uh and it's 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 all it's all you think about it's yeah. literally all you think about it's so silly the things that like you do yeah and like yeah I just remember like planning how I'd like like managed to not eat something yeah. like how I was going to like store it and like how I would and it's just yeah it completely ruins all of your relationships because everyone's like what are you doing and yeah. I'm like and I struggle to empathize with that like person because it is so like crazy mm. but it just I don't know what it is it's just a very difficult um illness I guess um it's really difficult but yeah it's yeah the things the things that like makes you do are very silly yeah and the weird um highs it gives you as well because yeah. it's very addictive yeah yeah um it's very very addictive yeah it certainly like it serves its purpose like and I think it's like all of those sorts of things it's just a coping mechanism everyone has their, like different things yeah um but yeah it it's a very weird one how long did this go on for this, uh, the, yeah. the, the real troubles? Um, I mean, I think there were, like, two main stints, like, one in year seven and then yeah. one, like, year ten. Gosh, um, that's tough as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then it was actually when lockdown happened, which was obviously an awful time for so many people, but I yeah. think for me it kind of pulled me out a bit because obviously, like, everything else, like, a lot of the other stuff just like stops and I couldn't even go to like appointments because yeah like like we couldn't see each other or anything and so and I think at that point I was I'd been in camps for a long time and mm. um 
like they were sort of like we, we don't know what to do with you at this point like mm. like I was fine but I wasn't like amazing like everything's very mm. um on on a like edge mm. of being okay um and I think almost being taken out of or like out of school out of everything else mm. um like and I was just with my family mm. um it made things a lot simpler and I like was able to just like find other things um and then yeah since then it's just like it's just like building up a world around yourself that like yeah. makes like obviously it's not a choice to to like go down that rabbit hole but it makes it like you have so many more reasons to like pull yourself like up and be like I can't do this because mm. I have so much to lose now yeah so, yeah um yeah since then it's just been so much has happened so much like joy has happened that I'm like in a place where I'm like I can't go back there so oh, that's amazing yeah yeah it's great um but yeah I think it all started really with lockdown because that was such a like I mean it was ideal for me because I could just literally sit at home and that was yeah. all I wanted to do really yeah, yeah. um at that point um and yeah so weird but I, I think for everyone that time was a very like it's very weird a, a transitional yeah like everyone went through something I think yeah um but for me it was it's yeah being like literally forced to sit in your personal safe yeah, environment yeah yeah and not having to um adapt to places where you feel uncomfortable or um having to push yourself with that kind of energy that you like I have it sometimes you know when you go out to see people that you don't really want to see and you're like the amount of energy this mm. is gonna fucking yeah, yeah what am I gonna do to get myself through yeah, this yeah. like all of that was taken away and actually gave you a a chance to recover mm. um which is just so so important yeah like it's um being given the space to recover yeah and so many people aren't able to have to get that yeah um and uh and it's yeah for i mean of lockdown obviously it was kind of that time was awful like, mm. the amount of death terrible terrible for so many people as well it was actually a really restorative time yeah um, yeah i think it's yeah. <laughs> which is strange to talk um, about but what that. about you did, did was there any like moment that you had where you were like I can't do this anymore or is it just an ongoing it's an ongoing like mm-hmm. um I was very anorexic when I was at drama school mm-hmm. um which is like yeah of course I was like yeah, drama school yeah. as well is just Actually, do you know what? I'm going to tell this fucking story live tell on the podcast it. because I've actually never spoken about it publicly before mm. and it is awful. So uh, there was a head of acting at um, at Guildhall where I went. Oh, yeah. And uh, who doesn't work there anymore? And when in second year, when we had to have our headshot, we had, our, oh, had to have our headshots. Yeah, like we had yeah, our headshots yeah, done for third year. Yeah. Um, super exciting time. Everyone's like, well, isn't that amazing? Yeah. I was like... The, the faculty knew I had oh, a meeting problem. Like, they knew. Yeah. Um, and I had my headshots done. When we had our headshots done, we had to take them to one or the other of heads of acting. And um, I took mine head of acting and, like, proudly showed him my headshots. Yeah. And his response was... Um, <laughs> his response was, you need to get a bit of collarbone in shot oh. so people can see that you're thin because otherwise you just look a bit porky. Oh, my God. Porky was the word that he used. What the hell? Porky. Like, That's awful. It I'm is, so sorry. But this is, like, why 
like I mean it, it, it's getting better it's getting there but so many women yeah. no wonder yeah, we fucking no wonder. feel like this yeah. when you've got men in their 50s odd 60s going you look porky yeah. and, and casting directors need to see that you're thin otherwise you're not going to work awful Ugh. so awful that was horrendous and then I just I was like I was really not very well and um but I'm trying to think like when it stops because it happened I was I was obsessed I was obsessed I was obsessed mm. oh actually do you know what I resisted going to eating disorder therapy for yeah. a very very long yeah. time I was like I don't want to go because in my head um going to eating disorder therapy meant I was going to get better yeah. which meant I was going to get fat oh exactly yes and yeah it's and that doesn't yeah. add up yeah and in um and I remember her saying would you rather be a stone heavier and happy or a stone lighter and essentially suicidal yeah and in I literally couldn't Can, I was yeah. like it, yeah we're going, but I, if I'm stone heavy, I can't be happy. That, no, that will yeah. never work. <laughs> yeah. That doesn't make any sense. It's so weird, yeah. Which is obviously, like, in hindsight, I'm like, that's bonkers. Yeah, no, it's 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 exactly that. It's like, yeah. it's something, something switches in your brain. And I'm like, so, I really feel like with eating disorders and like addiction and stuff, it's such a like, it must be something in the brain that like, mm. just doesn't, it's so like biological. It's, it's like cannot compute. Yeah, and, and, and it's just like, it's it feels so irrational when you're out of it but like it feels like it's like like that's just the way that you think it's like mm, mm, <laughs> it's so mm, weird mm. it's actually so weird but yeah. it's just yeah it's, yeah, it's crazy it's I crazy the stuff that i would like i remember like like sitting in like school bathrooms waiting to go to an appointment and i'd like chug loads of water i'd like hide in the bathroom with my water bottle and just like be mm. like chugging liters of water because i was like if i i have to like keep like looking like i was putting on weight mm. and it was like what are you doing like yeah 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 yeah, like, yeah. oh so silly yeah because otherwise they're gonna do they're gonna um i remember there was a film that was on netflix about someone who was suffering really badly with anorexia and um, I remember one of the, there was another character in it who was on a feeding tube. Mm. Um, and the lead character went, oh, I know how many calories there are in that and like yeah. revealed the amount yeah. of calories. And then this other girl just burst into tears. Yeah. Because I, I, it's so, I, I understand for people who haven't been there, who can't sort of shove their nervous system into that situation, like the idea of having a certain amount of calories for like pumped into your body mm. is so frightening. Yeah. The idea it, it's so frightening. Yeah. Um, because like the calorie counting, the I can't eat this yeah. poached egg. Yeah. Because it has <laughs> uh, it has more than I don't fucking know. Oh my God. I, there was a time when I'd be able to yeah. tell you exactly yeah. how many calories I want in a poached egg. <laughs> um but the idea of that and like the restriction, um it's uh, th th that that being taken out of your control and having this thing literally put into your body is so, so frightening. And so you want to, it, even though the idea of putting on weight is so bad, um, you want you want to appear as though you are yeah, and yeah, still exactly. be able to control yeah, before that, yeah. that thing happens. Yeah. But um, it's uh, also one thing I want to mention. Did you get this? If someone said to me, oh, you look really healthy. <gasps> oh, 
dress yeah oh my god I'd be like yeah oh that was such a thing when I would be like like going back to school I'd like like I remember I vividly remember someone being like oh you look really well and I was like oh my god you said you you think I'm fat yeah yeah it's the most stupid thing and and everyone talks about it like like it's it's really common like we all just don't I don't know why we associate the word like well or healthy Mm. with like I'm huge you think I've like I don't know it's It's, it's essentially going in I remember in my head if someone said that to me it would be like pure stone cold evidence that I put on weight yeah 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 and going that is everything I wanted to avoid yeah and so you saying oh you look healthy I'm like well I, I fucking gained then yeah yeah and this is horrendous. And so now I've got to go straight back into mm. this into this thing. Um, yeah, I mean, the landscape is changing now. Um, sorry to bring it back to drama school again, but like no, it's no. kind of like being in the arts. Yeah. I think. Um, and it is, it is changing but hugely, but there is still so much pressure yeah. to look a certain way. Yeah, it, and... Yeah, when you have that in your brain where it's like it is your coping mechanism, yeah. of course that's where you're going to go. Yeah. Like if you don't feel like like adequate in other respects, mm. then you're going to be like, how can I walk out? Like there is not a lot that you can control. Like mm. I can't control like whether someone likes me, mm. but I can like make myself smaller. Mm. Um, mm. And yeah, of course you're going to go there when when like things are the way they are in the world but yeah growing up with um I'm sure all of my all of my 90s born friends and you know can being informative years being in the noughties um watching America's Next Top Model the like early seasons or everyone they were always told to pose like this this is guys are watching if there's a little (laughs) (laughs) all America's Next Top Model people were told to pose like they were hunching forward with their collarbone coming out and like with sort of like this <laughs> with like basically like a rag doll. Yeah. Um and so that was like, well that's pretty. Yeah. That's what that's what pretty is because Tara Banks says it is, so therefore it must be true. Oh, and so all the time I was just like <sighs> Yeah. Um just trying to be as small as, yeah. as small as possible. Um when did you know that you wanted to be in music is that has that always been a thing yeah that... I mean probably all through all of this like mm. um and I do think that that's one thing that like maybe if that all of that hadn't happened I probably wouldn't be doing it because yeah I don't know I mean I, I started like posting on YouTube like mid like when I was like 14 mm-hmm. and um yeah like I I just like write songs and then put them on the internet and that was like a little thing that I could do and like most of them are not up anymore because they were horrible <laughs> like I, no one wants to see that it was I was like those songs oh it's always so funny when you look back and you're like oh god yeah. <laughs> oh god get yeah. them off <laughs> horrible don't want that on the internet um but yeah like that gave me such a like like thing that I could do and it, it yeah it's just grown like I've met so many people through it and it's mm. like really built a like world around me that I feel like I've got a place in and well it's like a, it's like um I don't often like using the word try because I think it's overused and it's sort yeah. of like and it becomes a a lot of things they just become they become like slightly tacky over yeah. time because you're like 
because it's the kind of thing that comes up in shitty Instagram posts being mm. like, find your charm. But yeah. genuinely, it is like, it is, it is finding uh, your people with whom you feel safe, mm. with whom you don't need to push, you don't need to mold yourself into something yeah. else. And it does come with time. It literally, when you stop trying to like, like a square peg in a round hole, yeah. trying to like force yourself into situations. Yeah, and that's exactly. basically what secondary school is. Yeah. That you're going, I need to survive here. Mm. And uh, I need to be like that. Yeah. I'm gonna do it. So I wanna make myself like that. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, and it hurts, it's, it's uncomfortable. Mm. And then you just, um, do you know what? A weird segue. So when I was um, late teens, then early 20s, when I was at drama school, mm. and just before drama school, I was so terrified of singing. Yeah. Fact, like, so terrified. Um, to the point when on, like, one of the first days of... Uh, one of the first days of Guildhall... Um, we have a secret language for Lupe. <laughs> <laughs> Um, for one of the first days of Guildhall, we had to go ka 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 ka. That was it. We yeah. literally had to go ka 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 ka, and I cried. Oh. I cried. I cried because I I didn't want to. I, so they were like, just go ba 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 ba. Yeah. And I was like, I can't. I can't do it. I can't do it. Oh. I'm like cry. Like sort of freaking yeah, out because I was yeah. so afraid. And then we were taught singing, obviously at Guildhall, but it was. Um, very much like you that sing in this certain this certain yeah, way. Yeah. You're taught to sing like this, which is not how I naturally sing. No, no. And therefore, every time I'm, we did a singing showing in second year. Oh, this is a story. Okay. Oh. And I um I had an opaque water bottle. Mm. And I filled it with wine. Oh my god! Because I was so scared. Because <laughs> I know I was, I was so scared Aww. that I was like, I also the fact that <laughs> big reason why I don't drink anymore. But like, I was so scared of singing in public. Yeah, singing in front of the first years, my year, the third years, the faculty, and fucking it up. Yeah, that I, I was like, I, I'm terrified, and I got through it. But, the wine or the <laughs> um, both. <laughs> <laughs> big term but it was it was uh it was horrendous it was so frightening but I realized it's because every time I opened my mouth I was meant to sing in this way that wasn't natural yeah and so therefore I didn't know what was going to come out mm. I didn't know what noise was going to come out yeah and it was really scary because it wasn't controlled yeah and then suddenly when I left Guildhall um and then a few years later started writing stupid songs yeah and like and doing like weird little bits on the ukulele and suddenly started just because there was no one in the room going no yeah um just started singing naturally suddenly all the fear went away because oh. I was like oh I'm not trying to square peg yeah, it into a round yeah. hole you're making your own songs you're making you your own songs and your own, do your own thing. thing yeah it's like it's not someone going you need to be like this yeah. and if you don't do this it's not going to work yeah. um and suddenly I was like, oh, again, I'm free. Yeah. I'm free. But, uh, but it's, I think it's, it's like a huge metaphor for all of this stuff about just going, when you are, when you're trying so hard, so afraid of everything that's going on around you, so afraid of the environment that you're in, of what you, what's going to come next, you can't, 
in any way predict what's going to come next because it's not natural to you that you then just do start to control various mm. bits and whether yeah. it's like numbing with alcohol or with drugs or with an eating disorder like it's um it's only when you then step away from that environment or given the space to step away from that environment i.e like covid yeah and are able to go oh i can actually just do just, this my yeah. way yeah and it's yeah, once you realise, and I think when you're when you're in it, you can't even, you don't even have the space to be like, this is what I'm like, this is what I need, like, this is how I function. Because, oh like, gosh, yeah. you're just, like, you're numb and you're all you do is, is you're just a shell of a human being. But yeah. once you, like, start to get better and then you can realise that, like, I find it really overwhelming in noisy places and yeah. I want to wear earplugs. Like, yeah, 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 that, yeah, yeah. And that's, like, such an easy thing to, like realize about yourself but the amount that that's like helped me or like mm. I'm like fiddling with something mm. like things you just find things that make living with your brain in a world that mm. like is not suited for anyone's brain I yeah, don't yeah, think yeah. um so you find your own coping mechanisms yeah. that might not be that might not work for somebody else yeah yeah actually Max Selwood and I were having this conversation last week and we were like what um something that makes me really angry is when someone shoves their own opinion their own way of doing something mm. and spreads it like fucking lure pack over over somebody else yeah and going this is what you need to do if you're not doing these things and you're oh. not working hard enough yeah you're not doing, and you're like that shit doesn't work for no, me no yeah and so finding your own way forward have you seen the um uh actually produced suggests um introduced introduced these i haven't got one yet but i really want to get one they're rings they're like oh, they're fidget rings yeah i feel like i've seen these that yeah. sounds so cool fidget I, rings. yeah i'm gonna have to have to i want to speak into my phone and say fidget ring fidget ring <laughs> yeah, fidget yeah ring. reminder so, <laughs> so i'll get an instagram ad that they're like oh, yay <laughs> literally so oh my crazy. god yeah you will you actually will it's so scary i hate that oh my god yeah we're gonna get so many ads so crazy we just really thought that we, we don't know why we just thought that we you just really thought like you yeah so, <laughs> recommended so for you what? oh my god so we just know you really well yeah <laughs> A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Having a um, a creative outlet, especially mm. for a creative, I mean, it won't work uh, if there's someone who is, I can never remember, producer Felipe, do you know which side of the brain is the, like, creative one and which side is the worky, not worky, but, like, yeah. math and science yeah. one? You mean as in left or right? yeah. I can search it up. I can get that to you. And that's what you hear for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't even remember what my point was about that, but like... Uh, creative outlets. Creative, cre oh, yeah. For someone who is very much on the creative side yeah, of the brain, yeah. it's amazing to have a creative outlet 
Um, yeah. That's not necessarily going to work for somebody who is very much like science-based. No, exactly. exactly. Um, but being able to go like, uh, if you have this energy surrounding you, especially if it's sort of negative energy and then being able to channel that into something creative. Yeah, yeah. Just means it it goes somewhere rather than just like getting bigger and oh. bigger and manifesting into this big fucking yeah. like furry cloud. Like this one that's sitting on my knee right now. <laughs> um, it's the right side, by the way. Oh. Well, it is, is if you're creative. Yeah, the right side is creative. The left side is apparently logic. Well, our right sides must be... They are booming. Working, at, working overtime. Are, the other side. They are nope. pumping waste 24-7. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, I'm sort of aware of, um, I think, maybe, maybe, I don't know, giving... I never want to, like, when, when people ask me about my diet and stuff, mm. when I had an eating disorder, I'm always very wary of being yeah, like, I ate yeah. this, this and this, because oh, I don't want to yeah. give people tips. No. Um, but... Uh, in in school, were you did you become really adept at like having ways of hiding it? Oh yeah, yeah. Which yeah, again, I I don't know like mm. whether things are like triggering and stuff, but mm. I was just the things that I would do to and like at home as well because like when I'd be at home, my mum like bless her like she she would like be like you haven't had something she'd like checking the bin and stuff like she really? was like oh she's like hyper vigilant yeah very and yeah like she mm. had to be because i was oh i was terrible mm. um i was such a sneaky child like i was saying it's so if it is so irrational mm. but at that time you just it just feels like the most natural thing to do i'm like i'm not gonna eat. <laughs> like why would i don't why know would I eat this? yeah like, why, why would i yeah yeah but and like covering it up becomes the main thing yeah it becomes like do you know what's weird though, is that when mine got to a point, and I think that this is maybe true for some other people who were suffering, and when it was coming from quite a different place, and it's actually quite oh, it's quite exposing and difficult to talk about. But like, I got to a point because I was so desperate to be seen, mm. to be acknowledged as a human. That I wanted people to notice. Yeah. I yeah. wanted people to know. Yeah. Um, I wanted people to worry. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's very specific, for, like, to from where I was coming from, which is obviously a very, like, selfish no, standpoint. No, but it's, it's a... And I think it's so subconscious. It's just a, like... Yeah. It is your, like, coping mechanism of, like, I, I need... Like something's going wrong. Yeah. But I don't know how to talk about it. So, yeah, I need but to. But I, I can. Need to be and seen. like, if you've got a broken leg, or yeah, like everyone uses that example. But it's like if yeah. you've got a broken leg, everyone's like, you've got a broken leg. We need to fix it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. if you've got like stuff going on in your brain, mm. um, that people like, it's so difficult to relate to people's like mental things because you can't see you it. Can't, it's not yeah, tangible. Yeah, and it's it's so different for everybody. It's like yeah, it's like why why are you struggling like mm. but um it's not muscular it's not going i have pain in my the left side of my yeah. knee and it's shooting up into my thigh and people are like oh i know yeah. exactly what that is it's yeah. not it's not that because it's because it's so specific to the individual yeah that it's very very difficult 
to um, understand it a lot of the time. And often, you know, when I explain it in the way of going like the irony of making myself smaller and able to be like to be seen. Yeah. Yeah. But it's I definitely there was a point when like I just really I really wanted people to notice. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was really unwell and no one no one seemed to care yeah and I was like why the fuck does no one care yeah, no, yeah. and so it just got you no. know um what what lessons did you learn during this time if any that you can kind of pick out yeah I think um I mean I guess that thing about like everyone's like different and got their their like own things that they find difficult about the mm. like just being a human being and realizing that like you might not like doing things that other people like doing or like you might need to do things slightly differently mm. um and yeah I mean I got like when I was in treatment they were like we think that you have autism okay. and then I got diagnosed with that and I think that really helped a lot because I was like I like I think up until that point I was like why do I find stuff that everyone else is finding fine, like, so hard? Mm, and then, mm. and I was like, something, like, I'm just a, like, faulty human being. Like, why mm. Why am I so, like... There's faulty wiring in there like, I'm weak. a bad person or something. Yeah, wrong with yeah, me. like, well, like why am, like, this is, it's embarrassing that I, like, can't handle things like this. Mm. Um, but then getting that diagnosis, it was like, I'm not, like, f- like, faulty. I'm just, like, a bit different. You've oh got a, something different about you. Thank, like, I really love having conversations like this because I've really been preaching recently that people go, oh, my gosh, diagnosis is so dangerous. Mm. It's so, And I'm like, maybe no. some people, but I honestly think it saves lives. Yeah, I think so. I just think, like, I, I, I think everybody everybody's brain is so different and like whether you have autism or adhd or whatever Mm, like mm. anything it's all um like or if you don't have one of those things like everybody's got their unique parts of them that Mm, will mm. make them find things easier or difficult Mm. and if you can just like see people as like individuals that like need different things that's so like helpful Mm. but until we get to that point i think diagnosis is so like important so that people can actually like be able to like I like could wear my headphones in school yeah and like that was yeah like, and it helps yeah just being able it's to like so silly, actually but... manage stuff yeah and be able to do it in a way that works for you yeah um rather than just going like I can't I think I did an episode about ADHD like not understanding like I, I'd go to maths mm sit down and then it'd be half an hour later and I'd be like where the fuck where yeah, was I yeah and the teachers were just like oh she's shit yeah and she's not particularly bright mm. it's like no 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 let's go ADHD yeah you idiots it's so silly and it's so and and people go with the danger of a diagnosis blah 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 but I'm just I, I really for my own experience and for other people I've spoken to, I seriously disagree with that statement. Yeah. People go, oh, diagnosis. Yeah. It just, because it, because, and often their, not all the time, but often their reasoning is that it gives people an excuse. Mm. And I'm just like, oh, you go, fuck yeah, off. Yeah. Yourself. Yeah. That's, I think it's just, it comes from a place of not understanding, which I, like, I, yeah. I can get because it's so hard. Yeah. Like I was saying before, just to empathize with, like, mental health stuff because yeah. it's so, like, because it's so individual and yeah. so internal yeah, and yeah, so exactly. like it's not like you t- 
turn blue like violet yeah yeah it's not (laughs) yeah it doesn't it doesn't happen like that it's it's really difficult to see and empathize with and I do and I do really understand that yeah um how how is your attitude towards food today good yeah Yeah. I think it's it's a like thing of like you were saying it's like it's what I do like I it's a very much like an active when things are a bit more difficult it's a like thing of like I really have to like think about this and I have to be like I need Mm. to just stick to like my meal like routine or whatever Mm, mm. um because like if like I don't know things are slightly less like feel slightly less controlled in my life then Mm. it is the thing that I'll turn to Mm, but mm. I'm in a place where I'm like I I want the energy I want to be able to do everything and I I I like I seen the lows and I don't want that I don't and want to go back no yeah, yeah, yeah. um and obviously it's not it's not a choice and like people relapse and it's and that's not like them being weak or obviously no. but um I think yeah I've I've gained so many like other coping skills and like um just I've I've just got such a like such a bright vivid world around me that like I like going back there doesn't feel like something I don't think I could slip back there the same way anymore mm. but I think it's it is a dangerous thing of like when you know that that like when things are a bit darker or you have less in your life that is like that's where you might be headed but you just have to be so aware of it and be like and everyone around me is very aware of it I'm quite mm. like open mm. about it um because yeah, a lot, a lot of the people that I'm surrounded by have also struggled with it. So I think, mm. like, um, and then, like, my family have, yeah. <laughs> like, hold my hand, held my hand through it all. So mm. they're, like, so aware. And I think everybody is just looking out for each other. And, yeah, it's just about being aware. But I, I'm in a place where it's, like, food is food allows me to, to do things. I, mm. I, if I If I didn't eat enough, I would not be me. Like, I, I'd be a a completely different person and I don't want to be a completely different person so mm. I'm, that's that's why I eat and mm. um and yeah I'd like to get to a place where it's like not even a thought but I think I think that just takes time yeah um but yeah yes yeah, yeah I think I think it does it, it it does it does take time it takes a lot of time and um you have to be really f- forgiving of yourself mm, when those yeah, things come in yeah. you're like oh I know I know what this is I know this is all patterns because the thing is it doesn't just shut off one day no it really no. doesn't it's a gradual it's a gradual thing and some days it feels like you're making no growth yeah and it feels and it's really frustrating but actually if you did a little like time lapse yeah of, like yeah, you'd see yeah. that you see the growth happening going bit by bit mm. but it's just really difficult to see when you're in it um when you were in recovery in uh, were you in in a hospital or in like a recovery center sort of thing? I was. I did a couple. I was never in like a psych ward, but yeah. I was in like general hospital for a bit. Which I, like I I I find that like when I think about that, I feel really like guilty about it, mm-hmm. and I find that really difficult to like like think about even. But yeah, I understand um, that. Um, and then I did a lot of like day like it was sort of like school, I guess. Like yeah. you'd go. Um, I did that for a bit in. Um, yeah, you just go in, in the day and then go home at night, which was so um, yeah. good for me. It's particularly because I had, I think, I think the thinking always was like I had such a supportive family that I 
they wanted to keep me with my family because mm, like mm. whereas I think for a lot of people the problem lies like in family so it's like taking them out of that environment is necessary yeah but um and I was so young that I yeah I'm that's something where I ever, like I feel so grateful that yeah. I never um uh had to go into like a psych yeah Lord. and be sent away for, for yeah. like a long time yeah. especially in in like in covid times as well yeah like, yeah because um yeah I, I was friends of friends with someone who was in a in a ward during covid and mm. they couldn't Awful. they just couldn't, yeah. couldn't leave yeah um did you meet anyone in that probably that you're still in touch with or like yeah I met a lot yeah. of people uh, like so many people who um I'm really close to I've met like um, I've got a really close friend who I'm like we weren't in like treatment at the same time but mm. we knew someone who was in treatment and like we, we had a mutual friend and okay um yeah and so we are now like in contact a lot and that's really nice like because mm. I, I guess we don't have the shared like trauma of treatment yeah, yeah, but yeah, we, yeah, yeah, we yeah. have like just a bond over both having been through it but we weren't yeah. like at the same time yeah um and totally that's really that. nice yeah um and yeah, there there are loads of people that, Not like that. no, Not like that. no, With the people who have come out the other side. It's such a like, yeah, a nice thing to to have. What would you say to um, young women or young people, mm. or young men as well? Because it's not um, strictly um, you know around women, but um, to anyone who's really struggling right now, is really in the depths of it. Is there any advice that you would give them? Yeah, I think, oh, it's so hard. I guess I'd just emphasise, like, how crazy different, like, life can be in there. It's yeah. just so much, it's, it's so, when you, when you come out the other end, you, you, you gain such a, like, you just, there's just so much joy in the world. There's so much darkness, but there is also so much joy. And, yeah. like, you, you're, you're in a place right now where you're not, like you don't you're not you you don't really get to to have like any sort of sense of yourself or the people around you and 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 that's so hard to get out of yeah um but and so I think I'm going all over the place but like I think like you really need to like rely on people find people around you or you need to like get help so that it's not all on you to drag mm. yourself out of that because it's. I, I don't think it's really possible to mm. do it on your own when you're no. in that place. No, no, it's um, not. And you need people to like pull you out. Like you can't do that yeah. yourself because you almost don't want to. Because oh my god, not you at don't, all. You don't have. Yeah, you don't want to. Like I don't. You, you don't want to. And also, if you, in my experience, actually, mm. when it happened to me, the only way I actually stopped doing it was because I found something else yeah, to do. Yeah. And one thing replaces another. Mm. And um, so I talk about the addiction umbrella of like, if you're holding onto something at the moment, say it's an eating disorder, yeah. there's all these other things in the canopy above yeah, you, which yeah. are just ready to go and take oh, its place. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And they like, and you think it's protecting you. It's not. It's mm. a shitty umbrella. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. But if you can find like, yeah. like, cause I think with like, my autism and like all I, I think most people who go through like an eating disorder or an addiction or something we're quite mm. like obsessive people mm. um and we have like are we kind of like all or nothing yeah like, all or nothing <laughs> that's the word I am the most all or nothing like ask my mother she like we'll talk about this but she yeah, yeah I'm the most all or nothing yeah, person I'm like it's not perfect so I'm not gonna do it yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but 
Uh, I don't love him immediately. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, But um, yeah, so and we've just got so much energy and so much like in us, but Mm. and that can really go down a bad path Mm. if you let it. Mm. But Mm. if you let it go down a good path, then it's so great. Like we we can do like really cool things. But it's just it's I think it's just so much about being aware of like how your brain works and what. like what can go wrong and what can go right yeah and trying to allow the people around you to help you or if you don't have those people around you like I mean there are so many um like services like it's so difficult right now because of the it's I think it's like a big like epidemic now like eating disorders are rife yeah um and uh so I was at all girls boarding school um, a lot of girls in my year really struggled. Mm, like, yeah. I'd almost say like majority had something at some point. Really, yeah. Um, and there was one girl in my year went to the school nurse and said, um, "Sister, <laughs> uh, sister, um, uh, you know, I think Emily's Emily's not eating." Mm. Blah, blah blah. And I remember at lunch, sister. She uh, she came and got me and took me up to surgery and was like, we just need to weigh you. Oh. And um, and I got weighed and I was really scared. I was mm. really, like, yeah. thin. Yeah. Um, and, but because I was still at a healthy oh, weight yeah. in that, like, for my height. Yeah, yeah. Um, I remember her going, and you can jump off, you're fine. Uh, even though I'd lost so oh, much, oh. it was just like because yeah, you're still in that healthy yeah. boundary, it's so then bad. it's then it's not a problem. Yeah. Rather than going, clearly something's happening because mm. you've lost a shit ton of weight. Yeah, yeah. Going, oh no, you're still healthy, so it's fine. Oh, it's so bad because yeah. you, as soon as you're starting to risk, like lose weight and things, that's when your your body goes into your brain and body goes into this like that's why you're so irrational yeah. because like you're in this weird mode of like like. I, I even, I know when I get a bit hungry, mm. it's like ha- when you're hangry, yeah. but it's to that like well, you're extreme, in, like, starvation. yeah, it, it, like everyone knows that feeling of being hangry and yeah. I am a horrible person when I'm hangry, <laughs> but like it's that to, an, to a, a massive extreme and it's almost like I, I like, like that's when I can relate to it most is when mm. it's like just before dinner and I'm like, I'm quite hungry now mm. and that's when I can like almost feel old me being like, um, when I'd be like, I like, this is, I don't know. Mm. Like when I start getting irrational, mm. it's such, it's such a like, I think it's a really. It's just a reminder of like. Yeah, um, like a biological yeah. thing of when you're in that like starvation mode, then you you are irrational. And, yeah. Um, if, but if, if people can't be caught until they're in that mode, then it's yeah. so difficult to help them. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It's such a. It'd be so difficult if you, like, it'd be so much easier, sorry, if you could catch if all of us could catch the problem before it, before it progressed yeah, so far, yeah, yeah. Um, it would be so much better yeah. if that was, if, if things like that were able to happen. And I guess like they're seem to, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to link um, a load of places yeah. down below where the, the lines that you can call yeah. and things like that if you're, if you're really struggling. Um, so we've talked a lot about, um, about, 
your journey and your history and everything like this. But what I do really want to know is what are the things about you now, you as a person, mm. that you really love and cherish? Oh, that's such a... Oh, it's such a nice question. It's such a tough a question. A nice question, but yeah, so yeah. uncomfortable. It's a good, I know, because everyone Same goes nice like... things. <laughs> everyone either wants to make a joke. Yeah, or, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. what yeah, can yeah, I yeah. say? Oh, God, horrible. Um... I don't know. I think I just, I do have a lot of energy and I feel mm. like I, like when I put that into the right things, it can be good. Mm. Um, um, and yeah, I'm, I'm like, I think there's like, I see like a lot of resilience and bravery oh, of being that's... able to like talk about something that a lot of people don't understand yeah, yeah. and is very personal mm. and very, very difficult. And so to be able to do that with such openness and like do it on oh, a wide platform, I think is really amazing. That's very nice. What do you love about yourself? I love it when people ask that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it only happened once. I know, yeah, I can't, I can't those lines, I just cut it out. No. Um, I always say I'd like, uh, I'd like the, my bravery. Yeah, being really, really brave. Yeah. Um. Again, and I think fearlessness and being fearless is a great, a great thing to have. It is. Um. And the purpose when you've been to a really, really dark place, mm. a really bad place, and then being able to come back from it. Yeah. Not to say that people who haven't returned from it are not brave no. themselves, because yeah. it's everyone else's journey, and some of us, unfortunately, are luckier than others. Um. But, like, being in a place where I, I literally, I lost. Mm. everything um apart from my couple of my like best friend who's amazing yeah but um I lost majority of my friends lost nearly lost my family nearly lost my job like ev mm. everything went yeah and scraping myself back from that I've been yeah. like you fucking legend oh yeah I love <laughs> so that I've you... been like yeah I, I like that um yeah I love that you like have been through that and you you've got the you're able to share it like that's such a selfless thing to to have that story and be like I'm gonna like talk about it and so that I can help people that's alchemize something really negative into something really positive wonderful I think thing. I think that's the best thank you um and we have another portion of the podcast we call thank you letters oh um we ask you to express gratitude for a person a place or a thing or one of all three or oh. um for which you are grateful oh I think my family my my mum mm. in particular like we've been through through so much and I feel mm. so bad but we we joke about it all now and mm. we yeah we're really really close I think because like yeah I've spent more so like more time with my mum than I think anyone has spent with their mum like mm. we mm. are so close um and she's yeah like been she she's been through so much with it all mm. um and the fact that she, like, is still my biggest cheerleader, mm. wants the best for me and would never, like, leave my side is, Yeah, like, that's incredible. Very, that's really I'm amazing. very lucky and I'm very well. Most people don't have that experience with the... Mm. I listened to the, the one we would talk about with some... Who was it? Some... Yeah, yeah. Helen <laughs> Bauer. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Helen Bauer. Helen <laughs> Bauer. I love it, but then also Elliot Salt, the gay one, was I'm sorry, Ellen Bauer, my really? mum's best friend. <laughs> she oh my was God. Like, yeah. She was like, I'm sorry, but everyone's listened to that Ellen episode and been like, <laughs> Yeah, I'm <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. That's yeah, all right, she won't mind. <laughs> um, thank you so much for coming to oh. see us today. Thank you for putting up with Michael the cat. Um, oh, the best. Means cat. a lot. I'm not sure where he's going. He's probably creating havoc somewhere. <laughs> um, thank you for your openness and your honesty. Really appreciate it. And I'm sure there are so many people listening who will be 
able to relate to so much. It's just, it's amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. If you or anyone you know is struggling or needs help with the issues discussed on Why Do You Think You've Got No Friends, please visit the podcast bio where you will find contact numbers with people readily available to give support. Please get in touch with your stories at either contact at whydoyouthink.com or on Instagram at emily underscore lane underscore UK. To have your story or your thank you letter read on the podcast, please put survivor story or thank you letter either at the top or in the subject line. We really want to hear from you. We don't care if it's a catastrophe story or a small win from your week, your favorite place, person or thing. We are here for all of it. Don't forget to rate and subscribe and I'll talk to you soon. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.